getting a new dog, there's just so much to it. It's so hard to, to try to figure out what are you supposed to do now? What are the key things, training, all these different things. So in today's episode, that's what we're gonna be talking about. The three new dog tips that every dog owner should be doing now. Let's get into it next. All right, let's get into this week's episode. If you guys are watching this from YouTube, this is our first YouTube vid, uh, video. So hey, how you guys doing? Um, if you're not, if you're listening to this through our traditional podcasting, thank you guys for continuing to be listeners. We really appreciate it. I am your host, Jake, from OnDogTrainingAcademy.com. OnDog is an online dog training uh, company. We're putting out courses. We're going to be doing <clears throat> live events. We've got webinars. Um, and we do one-on-one lessons as well, virtually. So check out OnDogTrainingAcademy.com, upper right-hand side. You can hit subscribe. You'll get into our email list. We don't inundate you guys, I promise. We are not one of those companies that are going to send you emails over and over and over and be super annoying and 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 not get you excited. We want you to, when you see emails come through from us, we want you to be excited. It's not something we're going to pound you with. So subscribe to our email list. We'll keep you guys updated with all the cool new things we have going. And trust me, we've got some new stuff going that we are awfully excited for. Um, you can also check out our website. We have like our new live events pages up. We have some of those things rolling. Check that stuff out. And, uh, and hopefully we just continue to do more. But like I said, this is our first time uh, videoing on YouTube. So again, if you're on YouTube and you're watching this, thank you, appreciate it. Make sure you subscribe to our uh, YouTube channel so you can get updates on all the new podcasts. We're gonna try and do this weekly, so when I put out a new podcast, it's also gonna be jumping over to YouTube as well in this form, so here we go. So in this week's uh, uh, podcast or episode, we're gonna talk about three new dogs, so getting a new dog, and it doesn't matter if it's a puppy or if it's a adult dog, you're rescuing a dog, whatever, three new dog tips that I think every dog owner uh, should be doing and doing right away when they get their new dog. I feel like sometimes there's there's an overload of, of things that people go, you know what, I'm just going to enjoy my puppy, which I'm not saying you shouldn't, like, enjoy your puppy, please enjoy your puppy, but make sure that you're doing these three things as you're enjoying your puppy. We know puppyhood or new dogs, you know, it doesn't last long and then they start to get to be grown-ups or whatever. And so we want to make sure we're, we're setting the stage early for them to help you guys out. Because honestly, that's our main goal. And that's always been our goal with this with this podcast, with these episodes, is to help you guys um, get a better understanding of dogs, dog training, uh, and really just help you keep your dog it's really sad seeing how many dogs go to shelters and how many dogs um, just have are, are they go through their developmental stages and stuff and the owners just aren't able to manage them uh, and they end up surrendering them. So if, if through these videos we can help people keep their dogs in their home, that's the best that we can ask for. Um, so let's just jump right into this. The first one is setting boundaries and rules. So that's number one, setting boundaries and rules. Now, when you get a new puppy, <clears throat> yeah, I get it. Puppies are cute and they're innocent and you're like, well, they don't know better. 
But them not knowing better is an excuse to not start to teach them to know better. Um, We want to make sure that the dogs understand rules. They're understanding boundaries. And when I say boundaries, I don't just mean like in their yard. You know, that's the easy one. You know, staying in your yard, where we want you to be. It's easy, but people also don't do it. They think, well, my dog's young. It's not going to run away. So I'm just going to let the dog run loose. And then before you know it, your dog gets older and is now testing boundaries running further because you never really showed them where they needed to be. So physical boundaries, whether it's like, hey, see this landmark here, see these trees, see this field edge, see this fence, see this whatever. Don't go beyond this. I think it's very, very easy to teach them, but it's also easy to overlook. And remember, especially with, with rescue dogs, sometimes they've come because they've run off, because they've, they ran away from home or whatever. And so they already might have this idea in their head. We need to set the rules right away saying, look, this is maybe something you used to do. You don't do it now. And with puppies, we're going to go, you know what? Just don't do it. Um, <clears throat> so keep, think about your yard. Also think about boundaries and stuff and rules in your house. This is huge. This is huge. Remember, especially with puppies, what you do now with them or what you do at a young age, you're setting a foundation, right? So, so you're setting, if you're allowing the puppy to jump all over you, and jumping's a huge one. It's a huge problem that we deal with uh, with clients all the time. You come, what's, what's, you know, what goals do you have? Like, I just want my dog to stop jumping on me and guests. It's, it's, it's almost every dog that comes through that is one of their goals. And, and so if you're allowing your puppy to do it at a young age, you are feeding that foundation of jumping. <clears throat> that jumping is going to get them what they want. And that's we don't want that to be the case. We want the dogs to understand that there's different things. Offer a sit instead of jumping, whatever. So making sure you're setting rules and boundaries right away. That rule, don't jump on the couch unless you want them to. I'm fine with dogs being on the couch, but I try to have it be an earn it type of situation where like initially, especially with rescue dogs, initially you're going to be a floor dog. And then if you prove to me you can handle it, I'll then bump you up to uh, being allowed on furniture and things like that. I don't like giving tons of privileges for free or just giving them a bunch of privileges um, right off the bat. So the dog almost thinks it's a right to be up there. Like, no, no, I'm allowed up here. You can't tell me I can't be now. I'm allowed up here. I'd rather be like, you're not allowed up here. And then once the dog earns it, be like, no, you can come up here. So, you know, the house. Now, obviously, boundaries and stuff also could include putting up X pens, um, gates, closing doors. <clears throat> We're a, I grew up with dogs my, my whole life. We're a close the bathroom door family. So when I go places, or even like if, if we have people here, they open the door to come out of the bathroom and they leave the bathroom door open. Now I understand I'm probably like on the minority side of, of, of this, um, but close your bathroom door. If you don't want your dog going in there, if you complain that your dog is destroying toilet paper, or if you don't want your dog to start developing the habit, puppies are exploring all the time. And if they go in there, they're going to say, well, this stuff is really cool. Some of it could be poisonous. Some of it can be dangerous. Or it can just be annoying to have to, you know, clean up a whole roll of toilet paper. And we know how valuable toilet paper can be ever since the pandemic. Apparently, it's gold. So keep that in mind, though. Like, like close doors. Gate things off. Now, I get people who kind of kick back at me and they're like, well, Jake, this isn't how I want to live. I don't want to have gates and pens and all this stuff all around my house. And my response to that is, then do it now. Do it now when you have this new dog. Don't wait. Don't wait and go, well, now I might have to close off stuff. 
when the dog is older and habits are formed and and <clears throat> the dog thinks that there's certain ways that things are going and you don't want it that way. Do it now when you can set the tone. And I don't care if it's a rescue. I don't care if it's a puppy. Setting the tone, I think, is huge. You set the tone for that dog and you say, here's how I want things to be. Here's how you're going to, here's how I want you to behave. We're going to have a ton of fun. You're going to learn a ton of stuff, but we're going to do it within these rules so that we're all happy. My goal with my own dogs or client dogs or whatever is I want us all to be happy. This whole coexist thing, it's so important. We need to have a balance. We need to be both happy in our relationship. If one of us happy and one of us isn't, something's wrong. So, you know, setting up your expense. So, like I was saying, if you if you're going <clears> to <throat> If you're if you're kind of fighting this, oh, I don't want to put X pens up. I don't want to do this stuff. Do it now, so that you don't have to do it for very long. And when I say very long, every dog's a little different. Every dog will earn privileges, meaning giving them more space, allowing gates to go away. But also, you know, you won't have to do it very long in considering like the whole life of the dog. You know, there's people who who didn't do it as a puppy, and now the dog is like two, and now they're putting up boundaries, and they're going to have to do it for a while, because now they're trying to flip behaviors. They're trying to change the way a dog's, dog perceives something or does something, and that's a big deal. So keep that in mind. Like, try to set the tone now, and be okay with a little bit of ugliness or chaos in your house with pens and stuff, because knowing as long as you stay true to this path, it'll go away over time. Um, the next thing with, with, with rules, I should say is, is, is biting, jumping behaviors like that. I mentioned it a little bit ago, be adamant to not let the dog jump. Now you're dealing with a, if you're dealing with a young dog or a puppy, yeah, they're going to have that impulse to jump on you. It's fine. You just can, you just keep saying, this isn't correct. Here's what I want you to do. And not all, not all training or not all, not all learning is smooth. There are bumps, and it, it can be a little bit difficult at times. It's not all pretty. You'll hear me say that again here in a little bit. It's not all pretty. But if you can just work with the dog and just continue to be adamant, you sit to get pet. You don't jump on me to get pet. If you do this enough and you do it correctly, your dog will figure it out. When the training, and this is kind of what I see when it, when it comes to um, dogs, and we'll talk about training. There's a spoiler in there. We'll talk about training in a little bit, but if you... If you set the tone and just go, you know, here's what we're going to do, the dog will be better for it, you know. So keep these things in mind. The next one then is training. Training is what we're going to talk about next. Now, when it comes to training, it doesn't have to be super fancy, super detailed. Um, Teach the basics. Sit, down, come, stay, Maybe teach some leash etiquette because I think manners are are extremely important. Um, But teach some obedience things for them. You know, if if your dog has no no other, doesn't have any obedience and they're allowed to just run crazy. Remember I said balance before? You're not going to be happy. Your dog's going to be thrilled and thinking it's the greatest thing ever to be running around being crazy and everything. But you won't be happy. We need to make sure you're happy as well. So make sure you work on this training. Now, there's a lot of different avenues of training you can do. You could go to physical classes. You could take online classes, which, I mean, I might be a little biased, but I think they're great. You can do one-on-one coaching, whether it's with us or with somebody else. You, can do, you, can, you have so many resources that are there to help you. 
So make sure you get them out and you're training them. Training them, I think, has multiple benefits. Obviously, if you have a trained dog, that is super beneficial, right? Dog knows sit down, dog knows commands, it listens. If you do training correctly, you're also building a respect and a bond with your dog. Dogs like to know who's in charge, leader, whatever you want to call it. I don't <clears throat> I don't like the, the term leader or alpha, whatever. I talked about this in last week's episode. But in my opinion, the dog wants to know like who's in charge. You know, it's a hierarchy. Who's in charge? And if you're a fair leader, and if, if you want to know more in depth into this, look at last week's episode, podcast episode. Um, the dog will, will respect you more. If you're unfair, the dog's going to be like, screw it. Like, I don't like you. This isn't great. And they're going to not want to work with you. At the same time, if you don't do any training and your dog doesn't see you as a leader at all, they'll run you over. Absolutely just run you over. So keep that in mind. Like, like train them. Work with them. You can... You can you know, whatever training style or whatever you're going to hook up with for, for if you're going to train with somebody or whatever, whatever training style you choose is fine. Just make sure that it's a positive for your relationship. To me, that's just huge. Absolutely huge. The third one then, the third and final tip that I have for you guys, and this one is arguably I'm looking at all my list of the three, and I would probably put this one I would say boundaries and rules are extremely important. This one is up there. Either it's one, one A, I mean, I don't know. They're all super important, so it's hard to say which one's most. But this one is so incredibly important, and it gets overlooked, and I'll explain that. Socialization. Now, it's it's such a, a, a an obvious thing. People know, well, I got to expose my dog. I got to take him out. I got to do all this stuff. The problem with people, and, and we've been guilty of it too, is... We get lazy. We get complacent. You have this happy little puppy and you're like, oh, this thing is so cute. It's so smoochy. Moo, moo, moo. Oh, look how friendly it is. And then you go, well, I wanted to take my dog to a store today or take my dog to the park, whatever. But I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling up to it today. You know what? My puppy's so happy and social anyways. I'm not super worried about it. When you get complacent, when you start to just assume because your little puppy is this little bundle of cuteness and social social little nut right now, that it's going to hold it long term, you're setting yourself up for disaster. I've seen some awesome puppies, super social, confident puppies that the owners did zero, zero socializing with. And unfortunately, or just didn't do enough. And unfortunately, the dog just suffered from it when the dog started going through its developmental stages when the dog reached peak maturity it suddenly lost that cute innocent puppiness and started getting to adult adulthood and it wasn't social it didn't have that foundation strangers became a worry new places became a worry so i think it's it's just a it's it's just an incredibly important thing. Now remember, when we talk about socialization, we don't just mean taking your dog to your friend's house, you know, a few times or people coming over or even just throwing him in the car and going for a ride. Those are part of it, but they're not completely it. When we say socialize, we mean people, places, other dogs, other you know, sounds. If you have a hunting dog, you're going to want to condition him to gunshots and that's a whole process. Um You've got other, you know, dogs, like I said, other animals, cats, other things like that, whatever animals they might encounter in your life with them. 
uh, smells, textures, surfaces. Like, like we've had dogs. So I'm pointing, you know, like I'm pointing like you guys can see this. Um, <clears throat> the surface that, that is in the dog room and my training area are a little bit different. I have one that's a rubber floor and then one that's more of like a, a, pl- a plasticky, I don't even know. It's a type of rubber, but it's just a different feel. I've had dogs, and these were older dogs that did this that went from the rubber floor to my training floor and they had a hard time with it. You know, you might say, well, well, why'd they have a hard time with it? No, the surface changed. I have dogs that sometimes going through like thresholds. So going through, um, one door to other carpet to hard floor. It's tough because they just haven't been trained to it. So it's really important. Like textures, elevations, doing different things, your dog isn't always going to be on a flat surface. So we need to do stairs. We need to do different types of stairs. Like there's so many things that people need to consider that we need to consider when we're doing this with our dogs that I think it overlooked at times. So keep that stuff in mind, like socialize them, get them out. Don't, and I'm not calling you lazy, but don't be lazy. Don't get complacent. Don't just assume that your social dog now is going to continue to be social. One thing we've learned, we've learned a lot, but one thing we've learned when it comes to dogs through this pandemic is that if you don't practice, if you don't use it, you have a chance of losing it. I've dealt with so many dogs since the pandemic that have had separation anxiety, um, not wanting to be created anymore because people stopped using them for whatever reason. Uh, and, And with puppies, puppies, because you weren't able to take your dog out. Well, you could, but people, people didn't want to go out. You could go to parks and different things, but you know, especially early on, people were like, you know what, I'm just going to stay home. It's not worth it. And now they're kind of suffering from it because they have these under socialized uh, dogs who don't know. And when I say under socialized, don't take under socialized as a dog who's afraid. That doesn't necessarily mean that the dog is afraid. Under socialized could also be how you act when you're in social settings. Overstimulation, dog gets super hyper, barks, want to go, wants to visit everybody, is lunging towards them. Those type of behaviors, that is a you've you've even if you've socialized, you might not have done it correctly. So I want you to keep these things in mind. Now you might ask, well, what do I do? How do I know I'm doing it right? Like I mentioned before, we have a course that's designed to kind of help new dog owners through this. So if you go to our website on dogtrainingacademy.com, you'll see a course there that will help you with this. It gives you the front steps to being able to create this really good dog from the beginning. But you can also get in contact with local trainers. Get in contact, you know, we do online stuff. There's a lot of different things. There's a lot of resources out there to get help to make sure you're doing it right. And I could go into detail about how to do all these things right, but in my opinion, dog every dog's a little bit different, so we want to make sure. So definitely, you know, check our course out. That's going to help walk you through all the different things. Reach out to your trainers locally. Reach out to your trainers online. Whatever you got to do, remember, guys, you're not alone in any of this dog training stuff. We are here. We are waiting to help you guys. You just got to get a hold of us. Dog trainers, in my opinion, dog trainers want to help more. I mean... I don't want to say more so, like, but when you talk to dog trainers, they'd rather get your dog now, this new dog now, and help you build the relationship that's going to be long-term awesomeness, right? As opposed to getting it in and having to work through a bunch of issues. We do it, and we're fine with it, but if we can get that dog when it's new or when it's a puppy and help you mold it into what you want it to be, to me, that gets us the most excited because we know what we can do to help you. So hopefully, guys, 
this was a helpful podcast uh, this week. Hopefully you guys learned some stuff. Remember, um, share this with your friends, your family, people you like, people you don't like. I mean, we, we want dogs to be happy. And homes, let's share this. Let's get people um, to really help their dogs and help themselves at the same time. So um, I'm going to put in the uh, description below our website, our Facebook channels, all that information if you guys want. I also have a... Um, if you sign up through an email list, it'll be a new, it'll be like a puppy supply list. What we like to have when we get new dogs as a big supply list, so a new dog supply list. I'll put a link to that too in the description, so definitely check that out. But guys, thank you for listening. Thank you uh, if you're just listening to us through our podcast. Um, and also thank you on YouTube for sitting through this, listening to me. I appreciate it. I'm going to be putting out way more videos. Um, we're going to try and do this weekly. It's going to be part of uh, what we do now. So share this with your friends, guys. Let's build this up. Let's help people. Let's get things going. So thank you. And like always, we'll see you next week.